0: What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Narcissist Code. I am your favorite narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, a.k.a. Mental Illness from TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and all over the internet. If this is your first time tuning in, I am a diagnosed narcissist. I have narcissistic personality disorder. I know it might sound unbelievable to y'all, but look, guess what? I've been in therapy for the last four years. I've been in psychotherapy for the last four years. I get a question like that a lot. Um, I'm not a psychopath, but I am in psychotherapy. The point of my entire channel, the point of my entire platform is to bring awareness to personality disorders and other mental illnesses and to get more people into therapy, y'all. I'm, I'm in therapy. I think therapy is a, a tool. I love it. Therapy has helped change my life, and I want it to help change everybody else's life. Um, and, uh, like, in the process of getting people into therapy, we're also going to be validating the victims and survivors of you know the personality disorder, of the, the abuse and things of that nature today's episode is going to be about narcissistic rage Woo! this is one of the main questions that i get on my tiktok account which now has over half a million followers on tiktok out which is insane to me i'm like wow um narcissistic rage though people want to get my perspective on narcissistic rage and like why it happens um what is going on in my in my head and things like that so first of all A lot of times, y'all, anger is easy to narcissists. Like, point-blank period, narcissistic rage happens a lot of times because anger is the easiest emotion experienced by narcissists. Normal narcissists, your regular run-of-the-mill narcissists, we can experience emotions. I know people are like, you can't feel you're a robot. I am a narcissist, robot. No, I'm not robotic. I have emotions and things like that, and anger is the easiest emotion to experience for narcissists. It's just easy. Anger is easy. Rage is easy. It's the other stuff that is hard, like love, affection, caring, compassion, empathy, all the other stuff. That is hard to that, that's It's just hard to do. You know what I mean? And rage and anger is easy. So that's why a lot of times you deal with narcissists, you get rage and anger, which are easy emotions for them, for us to, you know, experience. Um, in the process of getting, like, the rage coming out of things, like, that, I've been raging since I was little, y'all. That's just been one of my qualities, one of my characteristics. You can ask all my little cousins; they're like, "Hey, hey, Lee is funny, but like, look, don't get him mad because when he gets mad, he turns into a different person." And I always describe like my rage like this: when I go into that rage, when I go into like that narcissistic rage, where like literally nothing can stop me, it's like I become a like a passenger to my to myself. It's like I, I, I'm still there, I'm still present, I can still see, I can still feel, but I can't control anything. It's like I, I I'm, I'm watching it's like something else takes over my body and like it's just going it's like literally raging and screaming and cussing and saying the most hurtful stuff and i just like literally can't stop it you know and sometimes you don't want to stop it because it, it honestly it feels good like i said let, let me let me go ahead and preface this i've never been physically abusive to any woman in my life you know i've gotten the fights and stuff with men i can throw them hands a little bit whatnot but i've never been physically abusive to a woman so but like i can see that sometimes the when people get into these narcissistic rages where they will probably get physically abusive to their, their significant others if you're a woman you might get physically abusive to your man if you're a man you might get physically abusive to your woman things of that nature but like when i, when I go into these rages i swear it feels like i'm i can see and hear i can like I, I'm, literally I, I can see here feel every single thing that is absolutely going on when i'm raging out but like when like it's i can't stop it i literally just cannot stop it no matter what i try to do i cannot stop it until it stops itself i don't know how it stops sometimes the person will walk off and leave sometimes i would just feel like you know they would leave the room they would leave the house we were like you know if it was a if it was a person uh, a, a man or something like that we would fight or whatever you know the bar the bar or the club fight would end whatever the situation it would end you know people typically it ended when people remove themselves from the situation like if i'm arguing with my wife or whatever i'm raging out of my wife or i'm screaming my kids and stuff like that they leave they leave the situation and the rage typically ends i'm not i'm not chasing them down to hunt them down to finish the finish the rage off you know um but situations like that like but in to, in those moments y'all after the, like in those moments it sometimes it actually will feel good to get that rage out because a lot of times the rage comes from the narcissist building up like building like not communicating. Communication is a problem. Like when I, when the narcissist or myself personally, when I'm not communicating my other emotions, it tends to build up. It te- I, I take a like, you know it tends to build up, build up, build up, pop, and then it's rage time. And like I said, sometimes you get that rage where you you really literally don't know what happens. Sometimes like it's just a blackout rage. You're like, dang, I can't. You come to, and stuff has happened, and they said you say this, say that. I'm like, oh, I sometimes I don't remember. Sometimes I do remember but sometimes I don't remember and I just like it, 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 does it really matter I raged out whether, whether I remember or not I raged out so that you know that really is not, back in the day it, it felt like an excuse but now I know it's like literally not an excuse uh, you know what I mean because there's therapy you there's therapy kicking in right there there's therapy let me know that that is not an excuse to act that way you know what I mean but, like, sometimes it would feel good to get it off my system, get it off my chest, and they're like, ah, oh, rage is over. But after it feels good, it would immediately shift to being shameful for the, all the stuff that I said and did. I would feel shameful and regretful. I'd be like, damn, like, damn why did I say all that? I, like, I said all oh, that. I done brought the mom into it. I done, I done talked about relatives and friends and family. I done screamed and yelled and threatened and belittled and devalued. I done did all of that stuff. And it's just like the shame kicks in and the remorse. Like maybe not remorse, but, like, the shame kicks in. And I would just feel terrible And I was just like Oh my goodness Now I gotta deal with it um, But this is where the shame. This is where the spectrum Of guilt kicks in My, my therapist calls it The spectrum of guilt Because I would feel guilty In a moment And shame in a moment But then I would immediately Like a few minutes later Or whatever Start to justify the actions Like well if that person Would have said this and that Or they, they wouldn't have done This and that If they wouldn't have triggered me Then I wouldn't have raised So the rage is their fault And my therapist called, Said that's not guilt Or remorse She said that's the spectrum of guilt and remorse. I was like, oh, that makes sense, you know? And I just got like, I don't know, the rage is, this is a different animal. Like it's not like literally, it's like I'm a different person when I'm raging out. And I, like I told you, sometimes, literally, I know it sounds sadistic or crazy or something like that, but sometimes it literally would feel good, you know? Because like, after the rage was over, I would just scream like, ah, ah, and it just feel good to get it out of my system, you know? It's like a system cleanse, like a palate cleanser or something like that, you know? A narcissistic palate cleanser. Like now, I'm back. Now I'm good for a little while, until the next rage episode. But I'm proud. I used to rage out. It's a bit consistent thing in my, in my in all my relationships. But I can't honestly say in the last year and some changes. My wife came back home. She left me last April. Um, and she came back near the end of May. So she was gone a little bit over a month. Um, so from that point to this point now, we're in June. She left. So she left April of 2020. still so, till now of june of 2021 i've only had one rage incident like one and i was like literally i was downstairs um put put, i was mounting my son's tv in his room and my i have a he was 12 at the time and i have a four-year-old they were playing in the room they were playing in the room and i have like these acting lights you know the little you know the 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 the, the studio lights because i do i do acting and stuff like that so you know i have the audition so i have my studio lights and stuff set up and I have all that stuff set up, and then, like, I they, I seen them hit the light. I was like, hey, y'all, can y'all, can y'all chill out? Don't hit my light. Don't break the light. Those lights are expensive, you know, because they cost, like, the light bulbs. The light bulbs cost $40, $50, $80 on the high end, $100 on the high end. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I don't want to pay for these bulbs. And they hit it, and I'm like, look, just chill, y'all. Guess what happened two minutes later? Bang, bling, I hear the light break. And it just all came out. I was screaming and yelling at my kids, and then my wife came in. She's like, yelling at like you shut up!" I'm like, me. they broke something like am like stop take it off on." You know, I'm yelling and screaming, and I'm uh like no, see, nobody ever listens to me. Like if y'all listen to me, life would be better. We would have a better life. You know what I mean? Nobody ever appreciates anything I do. Nobody listens to anything I say. That's why we do it. That's why we're in the situation we're in right now. And they breaking lights and not listening. You know, let it go. And again, I threw, I grabbed my son's PS4 controller, threw it and broke it, and busted it against the wall, and you know. And all that stuff happened. And, then you know, so now it's kind of like, uh, again, after all this subsided, the shame kicked in. I was like, oh, my goodness. I did not scream and yell again. But right immediately, like, they wouldn't have broke that light. I wouldn't have gotten to this point. I told my therapist that she's like, yeah, you would have gotten to that point eventually. I told my therapist about the rage incident. She said you, you would have gotten to that point eventually because that, that, what, that one incident did not cause their rage. It was a buildup of stuff. And you were you were not communicating. I was like, "What do you mean?" It was a buildup of stuff. Like it wouldn't have happened if the light wouldn't have been broken. It, it seems so simple. She's like, "Nope, it's not as simple as it seems." She said, "What were you yelling and screaming?" She's like, "She's like, put the rage aside." She's like, "What were you yelling and screaming? Why you were raging?" I, I I told her, I was like, I, I screamed that, you know, I wasn't being, I felt like I wasn't being heard or listened to, and people you know, my like nobody appreciated what I do around the house. And, and she's like, "That's the point." You weren't feeling appreciated. You weren't feeling like anybody would listen to you. You weren't feeling heard. So I bet you when you were yelling and screaming, you felt heard and appreciated, didn't you? I was like, I felt heard. I don't know if how appreciated I felt, but I did feel like I was heard. But like, so you were getting, you were not getting a need some your, some of your needs met, and you didn't communicate that to your family, and that's when it happened. So like, it wasn't the light was the light was just the the, the final straw. It was going to happen sooner or later because you weren't communicating um, correctly, and I was like, dang it, you know, man, I was like, dang it, man. <sighs> Oh, so yeah, it made sense. So I had to open up the, the channels of communication a little bit more and be a little bit more open and honest um, with what was going on with my, to my wife. And we, we like again, that was like last year. That was like what, September, October, November. Well, I had I, I can look at my Amazon account because I had to order another light. Like, I can tell you exactly when it was. It was a few. It was it was at the very beginning of this year or in the last year um, when that happened. So, no more rage incidents since then. So, one rage incident in, in, in over a year, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm I'm proud of myself. And I know it's like, you shouldn't be in, in anyway. You're a nurse and you shouldn't rage, blah, blah, bleep, I get it. I know I shouldn't rage anyway. I couldn't, I, like, i will tell you, when it comes, when it happens, I become a passenger. And so, I talked to my therapist. I'm like, what is going on with this rage? Like, what is it? And she told me, that um she described it as like she said you have precursors to your rage you have like the communication comes from like you have three precursors to your narcissistic rage then she called them green lights she's like you can so you can exist and have a good life and not have not rage out If only two of those lights get lit up, if two of those precursors get kicked in, two of those triggers or whatever get kicked in, then you can still have a pretty decent day. You can still have a pretty decent life. And I was like, okay, like, what are the precursors? So she said, precursor number one was the feeling of not being enough. And that comes from childhood. And, like, no matter what I did, uh, no matter what I tried to do, no matter what I did when I I was a kid, my my mom, she was good. No, No matter what I did or said to my dad, it never seemed like enough to get his attention, to get his love. In affection So I've always felt like I, I, I'm i just not enough Like no matter what I do It's not enough Hence me screaming Nobody appreciates what I do Nobody listens to me In the house You know what I mean So no matter what I did When I was younger He didn't listen to me He didn't appreciate me You know what I mean So that kicks in She's like, So if I, I get to that point With well that Like that situation right there Nobody listens to me they, they wouldn't listen to me they that light got lit up because the light got broke clean there's one bread like there's one little green light getting lit it was one trigger getting set off she said precursor number two was um the guilt of leaving people behind and things like that being you know being more successful it's like it's like survivor's guilt because where i come from y'all i ain't, i, ain't, I ain't, I had a, I didn't have a terrible. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible childhood. I had plenty of friends, plenty of family, plenty plenty of friends and plenty of family and things like that. You know, so I didn't have a terrible childhood financially, anything like that. It was just like you know, it wasn't you know, just, it could be the it could be your prototypical came from nothing story. When people say I came from nothing, but I didn't come from nothing. I came from my mom gave her everything she she could do. You know, you yeah, know, anyway. So I, she's like the guilt of leaving people behind because the more successful I get become, the less people I have in my life, the less people I have in my circle. It seems like you know, because I'm I'm a successful real estate agent. You know, I'm a sex, successful. You know, I'm not. I'm going to consider myself an, a successful actor or a model yet. It's coming though. It is coming. <laughs> so I wouldn't consider myself that yet. But the more success I get on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and things of that nature, like. People are are not drunk. But like the people I grew up with, the people I'm around, they don't they they don't see me as mental illness. They see me as demon Hammock, the person you know, the little nerdy dude who's playing Pokemon cards and Game Boy, and you know, bring his Game Boy to school. We with, with, hang with his boy W T and his twin brother Devon. You know what I mean? They, they know me as that person. I know I go by Lee online, but like my name is Devon Hammock. Um, and they know that person, so they don't want to hear it. So when I'm giving people advice and stuff like that, tell them how to, to have a better life. And They don't listen to me. I feel guilty that they don't listen. I feel resentful that they don't listen to me. And I like, I gotta leave these people behind in my life. And they hurt you, like, because I had so many good friends growing up. I still have good friends now, but not as nowhere near as many. You know what I mean? Because our paths have have separated because you know, the the narcissist, they they don't listen to me. And I feel like I, I, I feel guilty for leaving them behind. You know, and so I'm downstairs doing stuff to better my you know better my son like I'm, putting, I'm hanging up a TV in my son's room with his PS4 all this stuff that he has you know, and the guilt kind of kicks in in that situation right there like I know it seems weird You know it seems minor but the guilt kind of it does kick in in situations like that like damn I, you know I remember growing up it was me and all my brothers and my mama all in the same room we lived in the same room but like my son you know has his own room with his own TV and stuff like that and it, it just it's just weird so I'm like, I was like I'm just leaving uh, it, you, I'm leaving people behind by being more successful. So that's why I'm supposed to be writing the book right now. I haven't wrote my book because the book book dropped. People might buy it. I might become successful off the book or whatever. You know, it's just like I'm procrastinating on purpose, like, because I don't want to leave more people behind. But, like, you know, I'm I'm going to write this book, y'all. It's coming. So I'm getting through this this barrier in my life right now. So that light lit up right there, you know. I know it doesn't make sense to y'all, but it makes sense. That light lit up right there. Precursor number three. I know precursor number two kicked in for a long time. But precursor number three is going to be the narcissistic ego and the, superior, the superiority complex. When people, you know, think that they're better than me and feel like they don't have to listen to me and things like that. I'm just like, you know, it kicks in. In this situation, it's my kids. They never better than me. They didn't have to listen to me and, and broke my light. So boom, all three lights are lit up. You know, all the ego kicked in, the superiority complex kicked in. You know, they, they could just be, I know y'all going to, they could just be parenting, but it's different being your narcissist, having a narcissist brain, y'all trust me. Um, And bing, 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 all three lights have lit up. So light number one, not being enough. Light number two, the guilt, the guilt and stuff like that. And light number three, the ego, all of it kicked in. Boom, rage. So she said you have to start figuring out what triggers these these things and just knock them out. So right now, I feel like I can sometimes, sometimes I can kind of feel another rage episode coming on right now because I, I, I'm holding myself back from writing my book. So there's the guilt of leaving people behind. So that light has been lit up for a while. You know what I mean? Um, if, uh, not being enough. That light right now has not, is not lit up, but it's like it's flickering. You know what I mean it's like, you know how you, uh, the old store lights or whatever, the old lights outside, or how they like flicker on and off? That's how that light is doing right now and the ego superiority complex is oh, that light almost it's easy to light it's easy to light that light up so i'm i'm going on one and a half two lights sometimes and i just i need to get control of that because i don't want to rage out on my on my family and stuff like that so i need a reprieve i need to get away from stuff so typically um every year i have to take a trip to the beach by myself and just literally sit on the beach y'all to clear my mind and clear my brain and to let me know that the world is bigger i know it just it seems so simple like yeah go to the beach bro, bro and do this you know but like I go to the beach And I just sit on the beach Turn my phone off And I disconnect From society You know And so Right now I feel guilty About doing that right now Because like I have three kids And my wife is You know She's the super soldier you know I mean She got to deal with me And then we got a Four month old Little girl That's just Just the buggy boo You know what I mean She's just screaming And crying I don't want to leave My wife there While I go do this You know what I mean So that type of stuff is that I man i feel guilty you see how the guilt right there you see the guilt kicking in the guilt light is like flashing it's flashing you know what i mean but i'm gonna talk to her about that i think she'll understand because she, you know she's super she misses his illness. you know she's a superwoman you know what I mean? she deals with the she deals with the self-aware narcissist so i just go sit on the beach and like i just kind of stare into the ocean because no matter how far you look you can't see the end it's endless it's endless sight and it just shows me that the, that the world is bigger than my problems and that doing that once or twice a year has helped me you know maintain my sanity. I've done it I haven't done it in a while so I need to go back. matter of fact my therapist told me, she's like you got to go back before our next therapy appointment on July 16th. Um I have to go back cuz my birthday is the 14th y'all. If y'all wondering like you you sound like a Leo. My birthday is July 14th, 1980. Mm sorry y'all vitamins kicking up um July 14th 1985 I am a cancer um if if you're curious about that but I don't think that narcissism and astrology have anything to do with each other it's just me I know people like wait a minute what's your rising sign or your sun setting sign or whatever I don't know anything about that but I just don't think because most people will guess I'm an Aries or something like a Taurus or a Gemini you know those Geminis are narcissists you know um or, the, you know, those Aquarius narcissists are something different. They are a different breed. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, that's, that's going to cut it to the end of the narcissistic rage episode. I know there's a lot more I can go into, but i I'll try trying to keep these videos under a certain amount of time um, to keep you wanting more. Isn't it very narcissistic of me to keep you wanting more and coming back for more? <laughs> Anyways, y'all, I really, really, truly appreciate every single person out here, off of here, and things like that that are, you know, helping me become a, you know, the better person overall you know what i mean but i like to subscribe for more of course and i'm thankful and i appreciate every single person out here mental illness is out